section seven of a battle of the books this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. read by angelique g campbell january two thousand nineteen a battle of the books by gail hamilton renewal of hostilities part one but the traces of battle had hardly begun to be obliterated when an unexpected circumstance suddenly rekindled the flames of civil war my sorrow's crown of sorrow had been that so bewailed in the lamentations of the prophet that there was no sorrow like unto my sorrow but by the chance of a word without any revelation on my part i discovered that a friend of mine was and had been for some months going through the same pleasant process which i had been enjoying the similarity of operation was in certain respects remarkable no accounts had been rendered for years the author trusting entirely in the friendship of his publishers so that of course there were no papers to be produced but there was the same change from a still higher percentage to a lower fixed sum the same assertion on the other side of a full explanation made and accepted which explanation was totally denied on the other and the same declaration of regard for the author himself the case was more aggravated than mine not only because the author in question had been of an immeasurably higher standing than i but also because he was dead and the apparent exactions were made upon those who were dearest to him in life and who were dependent upon the fruits of his genius so then mine was no longer an isolated case but part of a regular system how many of the writers who had received reduced pay had really and intelligently agreed to it and how many had found it like greatness thrust upon them and had accepted it on the representation of its being universal rather than make an ado and appear churlish my friend certainly denied that any explanation had been made or even that any notice of the change had been given her beforehand and she rebelled against the change as soon as she did know it now it is hard fighting for your own battles since no matter how right you may deem your cause for quarrel still it is a quarrel and a mere personal altercation has always something in it petty and demeaning but if you can fight for somebody else you mount at once to higher ground and gain the vantage it came to me at once as clear as light that i was doing exactly what messieurs brummel and hunt had wisely counted on our all doing in case we did anything that is fretting a little perhaps but eventually letting it all drop silenced if not convinced was it not the height of presumption for any one son of jesse to come out with a sling and a stone against this goliath of the publishers would it not be ridiculous to charge with injustice this house whose praise for liberality is in all the churches of course in discussing the details of the business the author would have to go entirely out of his sphere while the house would be perfectly at home still i thought if i could not be a stone in the forehead of my giant i could be a thorn in his side if he were honourable and just in his dealings no charge could harm him if he were unjust no reputation could save him if his gains were ill-gotten 
investigation would only establish him more firmly in his right way if they were ill-gotten it might be possible to prevent his repose and enjoying them if he could not be induced to give them up and he might thus be deterred from farther ravage upon the unwary the best way to serve the general wheel was to take up my own relinquished cause i accordingly once more put my hand to the plough resolved not to look back till i had drawn a straight furrow through my pleasant fields while i was reflecting upon total depravity preparatory to a renewal of hostilities there may be a sudden transition from metaphor to metaphor but let us all be thankful if nothing more than rhetoric becomes demoralized the following note came from mr dane to whom i had communicated the tale of mrs blank's fancied or real woes august tenth whether those five postage stamps pasted firmly on the first page of your note were intended as a birthday present instead of the family bible which i had some reason to think i might receive about this time or as a payment of arrears for services in re m n versus b and h i do not know i might add but will not for fear of being sarcastical that it is far more than i expected either way and that such munificence is more illustrative of the generosity of the giver than of the deserts of the humble recipient and now i have a profound secret to impart to you and your nine particular friends i have kept it two days and had some thoughts of never telling you but since you claim the relation of client i am not at liberty to humbug you pardon the inelegance as i cheerfully would do were you only a dear female friend well mr edwards called saturday and saying to him that i spoke as st paul always speaks to you when you don't agree with him by permission and not by my own inspiration i renewed our griefs jubes renover dolorum and told him all he though like the rest of us true to his client is evidently intimate with mr hunt he said b and h are willing and proposed to mrs blank that the contract which mr edwards had made with them that she should receive twelve cents a volume on the sales shall be given up and that they will refer to two gentlemen of satisfactory character the matter of her future percentage then with that admirable frankness which is so natural to me i said to mr edwards that mr hunt had made a great mistake with you that you had accepted his commercial civilities as personal regard and that he ought at least to keep up the standard of his conduct to common civility in his correspondence etc and that it was only because you would not follow my advice that matters were allowed to rest that my opinion was you had not received a just much less a liberal share of the profits and then i had urged you to propose to refer the matter of percentage to some disinterested person which i thought they could not decline mr edwards at once said mr hunt shall do that that shall be done at once evidently edwards thinks he can induce hunt to propose that to you and will endeavour to do so now i thought at first i would not let you see my hand in the matter but that is on reflection not quite fair as between man and man using the word in its larger sense 
embracing women wherefore pray do not call on b and h for any account just now but wait and see if they do write you as edwards is sure they will proposing to satisfy you in this way if they do then you must accept the proposition provided the past be also included for it is the past which made you dissatisfied you have not yet concluded yourself as to past or future as far as i know and if the best man in the world says you ought to have no more than has been allowed you i say we ought to be satisfied the money i gave you ought to last longer than this if you want a hundred dollars send me an order on b and h and i will present it and send you the money and that will not commit us to their percentage now i expect partly that you will be vexed at my meddling with your affairs in this way but fiat justitia whoever may rue it m n to mr dane august eleventh seventeen sixty eight unquestionably you need the family bible more than the postage stamps which i did not paste on it must have been the dog days that did it of course i am not vexed at your meddling and you only say that as you express it shamming i hate to have the thing come up again but it may be more effectually laid by it one thing though if all the men in the world say i have had enough it will not alter my relations toward mr hunt that is if he proves conclusively that his terms have been just and liberal i shall still think that his course toward me since i have begun to make inquiries has been ungentlemanlike unfriendly and calculated to arouse instead of allay suspicion and that mr brummel was grossly impolite so after all what will be settled by a reference nothing but a money affair which indeed as it involves justice is much but as it does not involve regard is little however integrity is all the world wide from and more than good manners i will not send for any account or money either i let a friend have my money for a few months to accommodate him so that i am penniless again but i can borrow plenty and fred and fritz are as good as new milch cows in a house why i am in such a hurry to write is that i have a letter from hyperion this morning in which he seemed to think you would be the proper person to act for mrs s rather than sir matthew hale who is occupied with the weightier matters of the law now i do not want you to act for her it would look as if you made it a personal matter as if we were persecuting mr hunt which is not true mrs blank's affair is as entirely different from mine as if i did not know her at all i will let you know as soon as i hear from mr hunt what day did you see mr edwards i had a letter yesterday from smilex conjuring me to write for the heretic and offering me good pay but not stating what i have not answered it yet i am in a strait betwixt two not to say half a dozen if b and h send to me how will it do for you to come down i will pay your fare and you can board round mr dane to m n august fourteenth how foolish in you to expect mr hunt to make you any such proposition he never will though mr edward seems sure he will what do you care when he called call it the day before i wrote last 
one little matter of business you request me not to act for mrs s if you expect me not only to transact your business but also not to transact any for anybody else you will see the necessity of your charging yourself with the support of my family largely dependent on my business income for their thrice daily bread as to writing for the heretic you doubtless desire my opinion though diffidence or something prevents your saying so if it was not a dream of yours that they offered you a million tell them you will accept the proposition if you don't publish something soon i have no doubt you will have a congestion of the intellect the respectability is nothing compared with the heretic as you write under your own signature you will not be responsible for the rest of the paper you want the pay to lend to your friends who will increase as your capacity to lend is known to increase and now farewell and don't expect any such letter from hunt though he may probably write something mr dane to m n august twenty one what did you send mrs blank's letter to me for if you don't want me to have anything to do with her affairs still homo sum i am somewhat of a man and although forbidden to advise mrs blank am interested in general history you did not promise to tell me how you disperse your money and what good can it do for me to know that you have thrown it into the sea or laid it up where moths and rust do not corrupt you are not fit to make loans as matter of business as perhaps i intimated to you soon after our chase after that hundred dollars which was in your basket i hope you will help all you can there is no better use for money when one has plenty of it and i trust your efforts in behalf of young doctors and things will be sanctified to their and your everlasting good as to sending for b and h s account i have no expectation that they will take any notice of mr edwards advice or make you any proposition the question is do you mean to take just what they say or do you propose to insist on more than the fifteen cents per copy as you don't and won't take my advice and make them do right you must decide what you will do m n to mr dane august twenty second why i sent you the letters was because i was interested in the case and what i am interested in it is proper you should be likewise all is i don't want you to loom up as her advocate but if you know the circumstances you may perhaps in a quiet way keep her from falling into a ditch and so you being wise as a serpent and i harmless as a dove we may perhaps circumvent those wicked and unprofitable servants moreover as you have already observed the case does bear directly on mine not only do they profess themselves willing to compromise with mrs blank on ten per cent but in this letter they say that even b now has only ten per cent from which i infer that he has had more but mr hunt in this house told me that they did by me just as they did by b now i do not feel disposed to let the past go they have not done by me as they have done by others 
why would it not do for you to make the proposal to them since they do not make it i would just as soon make it if you say so perhaps it would come best from me in a letter to be delivered by you i have no sensitiveness whatever about it i am as hard as steel towards them they are so bungling that i could find it in my heart to be indignant i do not propose to insist on ten per cent to the extent of taking my books away from them but i am ready to propose a reference if they agree to it i think it would be a good plan to find out what is the custom of other publishers troubadours for instance and a few more of the leading ones i will also get one or two more of b and h's authors you see i am prepared to do now what you wished me to do long ago but do not plume yourself on that fact for the timing of a thing may be as strong a test of wisdom as the doing of it i must keep you in proper subjection at any cost mr heath of the ancient and honourable came down to see me tuesday but i was away three hundred dollars for what i can do is more than five thousand for what i cannot monday morning it has all come to me as clear as day what to do you find out when the price of the books went above a dollar fifty cent until then ten per cent and fifteen cents were the same thing in seventeen sixty three they had not gone up then cipher out from my accounts precisely how much is due me on all the books at ten per cent then send the papers to me and i will have fritz prove your figures fritz's being good at figures then i will write to mr h saying i have been made acquainted with mrs blank's affairs and that he offers her ten per cent or a reference and that i wish he would make me the same offer you shall see the letter and you will see that it will be very wise and i don't see how he can reject and i think he will pay the arrearage i will tell him exactly what is due according to my thinking and if he sees the sum all reckoned up for him he would rather pay it than have any more fuss probably the reason he has not paid before is that it was such a hard sum to do he must see that i shall be a thorn in his side as long as i live and we all of us live to be eighty m n to mr hunt as referenced to in the preceding letter on the third of august i went on a visit to mrs blank and there learned for the first time that her relations with you were not satisfactory to herself since then she has reported to me somewhat of her proceedings and among other things that mr edwards says that you say that even b now has but ten per cent but i understood you to say the last time you were here that you did by b just as you did by me also mr edwards says that you are quite willing to pay mrs blank ten per cent or to refer the matter to disinterested persons for decision i understood from you when the second contract was made that you were going to do by all just as you proposed to do by me i understood when you were here that you had done by all just as you had done by me but mr edwards reports you to have said that you pay b ten per cent and are willing to pay mrs blank ten per cent c says you pay f ten per cent and g says you pay her ten per cent 
why then should you not pay me ten per cent you have paid only six and two-thirds and seven and one-half per cent on a large part of the books so long as the price of the books was one dollar fifty cent ten per cent and fifteen cents were the same after the price went up they were not the same the difference it would not be hard for you to ascertain from your books and this difference i believe you ought to pay me if you think you ought not have you any objection to refer the matter to disinterested persons of good character and capacity of course i know that legally i have no right to go behind a contract and therefore no legal claim upon you for additional money on those books that are named in the contract comments of mr dane to m n september five and so you have sent your letter much good may it do you my private opinion is that you won't give much of a reply all the money you will make out of the frolic is that possibly they will allow you ten per cent or more on future sales as to the past the woodchuck left that hole when you so verdantly assured mr h that you had no idea of making any claims for arrears and any amount of barking pardon me but the unity of the figure must be maintained at any cost will not scare out another animal man is not a rhinoceros that his skin should be pervious and your arrows will rankle in the firm skin of b and h but business is business and though a prophet spake unto them from above a larger louder prophet speaks to them from below by the way don't consider my fees contingent on their rearages our rearages don't maintain families i want to see you perhaps you will come over and get that money from b and h for our rearages but don't wait for that m n to mr dane september seven it is easy to see from the altered tone of your letters that you consider my case hopeless formerly you were different and sympathetic now wounded dignity forbids me to say what you are but i repeat with mrs porcupine temper in the reading book never man laughed at the woman he loved as long as you had the slightest remains of regard for me you could not thus make me an object of ridicule happy happy mrs granby i wonder however that you should not have taken warning from the great failure of louise napoleon anent maximilian and waited till i was actually overcome before you waxed fat and kicked the figure may seem rude but besides being a posset it is scriptural i wish you were susceptible to ideas you pounced down with melancholy persistency on the fact that i assured mr hunt i had no idea of making any claims for arrearages which by the way is no fact at all what i assured him was that i had no intention of taking my books out of his hands that is what i meant by not meddling with the past nor had i nor have i now even but never mind that the point is now do squinny up your eyes and try to see it there's a dear you cannot think how nice it feels not to be stupid the point is when i told mr hunt that or when i talked with him about it he assured me that he had done by others just as he had done by me 
i had never investigated his dealings with other writers except blank what you and i looked into was the way of other publishers with their writers did not you yourself violating all the commandments at one fell swoop say that other writers of b and h sharing my misery took off the 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 curse of imposing on unsuspecting innocence well then so i concluded my strength was to sit still and still accordingly i sat till i found they had not done by their other writers as they had by me and then up i sprang again now it seems to me that i have a right to open the case all new see here let us put it scientifically part one unexpressed basis of operations b and h will do as well as other publishers ascertained fact they don't result i fly into a rage part two their assurance they have the same rule for all and believe it to be the best for all me included result second i am calmed if not convinced part three unexpected development they do not have the same rule for all but make invidious distinctions contrary to their own direct assertions and i am invidiously distinguished result seven spirits more wroth than the first and the fat in the fire they have not answered my letter which i sent a week ago last saturday it is their way of doing business namely not doing it i shall not write again what i think should be done next is for you to call upon them and make a proposal of reference in form if there is any such thing what i wish decided is not future percentage merely but past percentage whether my claim for ten per cent on all past sales is or is not founded in or on equity if you are present they must make some reply if they assent the troja may be comprehended in a new say if they refuse we will consider as to the next thing to be done but find that out first if you don't understand this just say over the multiplication table two or three times and it will clear you up like an eggshell the figure supposes that you are a pot of coffee your candid opinion of my letter as compared with mrs blank's is undoubtedly just as well as candid she is a very fine woman far my superior and looks upon this affair quite as wisely as i but if i think the same as she does of course it helps her i wish i did know how to advise her but i don't and you would not twit me if you did not think i was going by the board she is a lovely woman and it is wicked in them to make her so much trouble i suppose i was born for storms and so it is not so sacrilegious to rain and hail and thunder on me but if you don't roar me gently i will change lawyers and then what is to keep you from the workhouse i had a letter to-day from hawkers asking me to let them publish a book for me they say they think they can make the results every way satisfactory i talked with confucius about my letter to mr hunt in fact i talk with anybody now 
entertain my visitors with the correspondence if you don't wish to wait on mr hunt with my proposal say so i would invite you down here to talk it over but there is nothing in the house to eat but a lamb's tongue and a half and a pot of lard my housekeeper has disappeared and the season is over even the hens have stopped laying a friend who came friday and stopped till to-day took the precaution to bring a pair of chickens with him i do not mean this as a hint but as my woman is gone i will remark that unless you are fond of fowl a la raw you had better roast your chickens before you come as you said nothing about the particular point in the blank letter i suppose your brain is as blank on the subject as mine but i have not that inordinate love of brilliancy that i cannot open my mouth unless i expect diamonds to drop out i am meekly content if only pebbles fall for paving stones to feet that i love great applause mr dane to m n september nine as a general rule or fact or thing when a lawyer takes a view of the case less hopeful than the clients and presents the difficulties the client suspects that the lawyer is indifferent to his interest or bribed by the other side anything rather than that his case is hopeless still the lawyer must be true he can't do otherwise riot calam now here follow questions you say now i propose a reference are you willing i should write to b and h and say that you have placed with me or with r and me for we are partners in all law business and have no separate names as lawyers your claim for arrearages with instructions to enforce them by law if you are i want the premier's opinion of the matter and if we think you have a case we will proceed now that you after referencing mr h to me as your friend and what has transpired under that arrangement have had a personal interview with him which you announced to your friends as a pacification and have opened a new correspondence with him proposing a reference there is embarrassment all around my office of friend or mediator they will say is finished they cannot be expected to deal with you and me both i think if they do not notice your proposition we should make no farther move unless it is to be followed by legal proceedings if necessary there is no force of fitness in a proposition from me unless we have something besides wooden guns behind it now i wish you would come and see me i don't eat raw chickens so i can't go there here there are good victuals as mrs blank's case bears on yours it concerns me no further except to save you from conspicuous folly in your attempts to help mrs blank has mr edwards for her friend adviser and legal counsellor and although she is worrying his life out by constantly twitting him of his folly in the contract he made as administrator she wants no other he is only skin and bone poor man and would die gladly except for fear of meeting blank in some place where suicide is impossible and twelve cents a volume will sound forever in his ears if b and h do not reply to your last letter 
you may depend upon it that nothing but legal suasion will move them this is not cross though it seems so i am your very amiable from b and h to m n september eighth your letter of twenty ninth ultimo addressed to our mr hunt was duly received and we now beg to reply on his behalf and that of the firm in your letter you assume that we have but one set of terms with the various authors whose works we publish in this you are in error what we pay to any individual author is a matter quite between him or her and ourselves and it is not our custom to make one author the criterion for another many elements enter into the case that would make a uniform rate impracticable independently of other considerations the varying cost of manufacture caused by different styles of publication would alone preclude such an arrangement we must therefore decline to admit such an argument into the case we have given our reasons in justification of our course towards you in full and we see no occasion for repeating them here as they were unsatisfactory to you we offered on may twenty ninth last in a letter to your attorney mr nathan dane to relinquish at a fair price the plates and stock to any publisher whom you might prefer this offer we now respectfully renew touching arbitration we may say that at an earlier stage of the proceedings we should have been willing to submit the matter to that test at present however we do not wish to do so m n to mr dane september eleven i am very glad you did not go to b n h s as the day after my letter to you went i received one from them saying in your letter etc as the proceedings have been of an entirely private nature without any cost of money and with the outlay of but a few pages of note-paper on their part i do not see why the question of time is so important what i propose now to do is to have you if you see no objection send them by mail the note which i enclose to you for them legal proceedings i cannot for a moment think of instituting even if i should gain the case it would be at a cost altogether too great i think it would be far wiser for me to go on winning new laurels than to spend my energies in trying to pick up the withered twigs of last year's growth the figure i perceive has serious defects but you don't so we will let it pass i think now the whole thing would be far better be suffered to remain quiet i shall be gathering facts which will one day take shape but i do not know what knowledge however is always useful and certainly one cannot move an army unless one has an army so i suppose there is no need of answering your other questions i think it is as well to let the books be where they are unless i find there is more advantage to be gained by removal than i can see the game would not be worth the candle i feel more satisfied than i have done at any time since the trouble began although child was yet alive i fasted and wept but now he is dead wherefore should i fast their refusal to refer seems to put me in open seas again you say you are not cross and i know you tried hard not to be 
in fact you have been an angel of patience all through and i mean to reward you by conducting you honourably through some difficult hell-gate of your own i use the term in a marine and figurative sense from the beginning of your letter i infer that you thought my last letter found some fault with you client-wise i cannot recall the letter enough to know what may have given rise to the feeling but i assure you nothing was further from the truth and nothing can be more friendly and helpful than your whole course towards me has been i shall never cease to hold it in grateful remembrance until you offend me and then it will crisp up like flax in the flames and i shall bear down on you just as heavily as if you had never done me a good turn in your life such alas is human nature End of section seven